Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Dexter Incorporated of South Florida. We are exactly one week out from the NFL draft. Notice I did not say NFL mock draft because I'm, like the rest of you, tired of mock drafts. Um, and, and yeah, their exercises in futility. Uh, anyway, it's Ian, Ben, Scarps back in the SDB uh, sound room once again to bring you the finest in Steelers discussion. We wrap up our draft talk tonight, uh, with the edge rushers, the cornerbacks, and the safeties, uh, top of the list, but also the guys that could be potentially could be headed to Pittsburgh. In next week's draft. Gentlemen, I hope you are all well tonight. Mr. Scarpizo, what are you bringing? <laughs> I was looking at your hand and I said Scarpizio. It's all good. Uh, paint thinner. <laughs> paint thinner. Let's get uh, no, paramedics uh, on. Vodka, vodka giant eagle fruition. So it's white grape and vodka. It's really good. White grape and vodka from, <laughs> yeah. from Gin Eagle. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> okay, all right, Ben. What's uh, what are you you biting on? Uh, a beer called Johnny Utah. Uh, whoa, guys, whoa, whoa, Johnny you guys, Utah. Yeah, Steelers guys, are gonna draft him. Yeah, they are, man. <laughs> you guys, uh, you guys ever see Point Break? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's just a pale ale that uh, a brewer out of Washington makes. It's Beautiful. Nice. Johnny Utah. Yeah. He played at Ohio State, ironically. I, I believe he did. And then, yeah. uh, you know, he blew his knee out. Blew his knee out. That was a shame. Yeah. Lost his pro career. Yeah. It's too bad, really. Thank God the FBI came calling. Right. Uh, Ian, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking the oh, wrong way. Oh, oh, <laughs> the, <laughs> there the, we go. There we go. The Liberty Pole whiskey from Washington, Pennsylvania. So if anyone comes for the Whiskey Rebellion Festival or just the Whiskey Rebellion Trail, you can get some Liberty Pole whiskey. It's the quite the good. Whiskey Rebellion Festival is in July, yes? Yes. July in Pittsburgh. Hmm. Yes. Hmm. You hmm. went to school in Arizona. You will mm-hmm. be fine. Yeah, no. No, there's no humidity in Arizona. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, the, the other thing is... Quiet man tonight. Nice. Good shit. Yeah. Yeah, is, man is, there, yeah. There's also a Whiskey Rebellion trail you can go on anytime you want and just buy tickets oh. for to go to a number of breweries. Oh. So you can do that whenever you come. Hmm. So, so you can actually get drunk on the Whiskey Rebellion trail. Yes. Well, my friends and I hate getting drunk, so well, that yeah, well, is yeah. probably not going to be on the. Okay, I'm lying. I've I've met your friends. Alcohol is not yeah, something they're, that. They're, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, we hope everybody's doing well and in uh, making it through spring. We hope it's been a spring wherever you are, but uh, for most of us, it's been bizarre. In any case, uh, one week to go, and and look, we're we're going to talk a lot heavier next week about the, the the Steelers and what we think they may do and what we think they may not do and all that. But we want to finish off our draft prep tonight, and we'll start with the edge rushers. And of course, this is a pretty damn good class of edge Lasse. rushers. Um, and Hola, it starts, starts at the top. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson is is likely. Uh, Top one or two picks, I, I think, is fair to say. I know there's some speculation that Jacksonville could possibly go in a little different direction. And, and you know, you don't know. But, uh, uh, you know, you've got him up there, Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, got the uh, kid out of Georgia that's kind of come out of nowhere. Um, uh, Walker, right? 
Trayvon Walker. Yeah. Trayvon Walker. Um, you know, so I, I mean, Ian, as you look at these guys, um, I mean, do any of them fall down the board to the Steelers at all? And would they even consider them? Okay. If one of those top guys falls to them, you absolutely consider mm-hmm. them. Um, yeah. There's probably six, maybe more first round probable edge rushers. I mean, the three you named right. Jermaine Johnson from Florida State. Um, George Karloftis from Purdue, and then you get into the guys that are kind of fringe guys. Um, Arnold Edwabike from Penn State, um, Boye Mafe from Minnesota, David Ojabo from Michigan, a guy who tested superbly athletically, but you know, is injured himself at his pro day right. towards Achilles. Yeah. Um, so but if he was know, still there in the second round, wouldn't you take a flyer? I oh, absolutely, I, I would absolutely. hope they would. It'd be hard I, yeah, not to, yeah. Um, so for those of us, for those people listening who have been longtime readers of SteelCityBlitz.com, you know I've done quite a bit of research on you know what makes for an uh, elite yes. pass rusher. Um, did you, so did you defining, make graphics? I, yeah, there, there's graphics. Hold in the on, so you can let me share it. my screen. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> go ahead. So, share your screen. Go, we won't go that far tonight. No, come on. Oh, fine. he shares the screen with us all the time on on. Uh, I've heard Slack. that way too many fucking times over the yeah, last couple years. Right, I never want right. to hear that again. You'll share your um, screen with me. Can you, can you, can you I, see it? I yeah. hear it at least twice a day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so I'll just run Thanks, through Ian, it quickly. Sorry. Elite pass rushers are guys who get 10-plus sacks in a season. Yep. Shockingly consistent statistic over time. Since 2000, there's been an average of about 17 guys a year with double-digit sacks, and it's been pretty constant you know, between 15 and 20 per year. And, you know, considering how offenses have evolved, how defenses have evolved, like that 10 plus sack number has been pretty consistent. Um, So that's, that's a good way to measure guys. Um, And I like to look at the guys typically in, in players careers, they start to peak around years four, five, six. Um, So the guys that I look at is the truly like early impact pass rushers or guys that get to that 10 sack threshold in years one or two. Um, so in year one, since 2000, there's only been 18 guys that have been double digit sack guys as rookies, uh, 35 did it in their second year. Um, so in total, 45 guys have had a double digit sack season in either their first year or their second year. Um, cause some did it in both their first and second year. Um, of those guys, like, 75 to 80% of them hit some or all of these athletic thresholds. So they were at least six, two and a half, at least 250 pounds were faster than four, eight in the 40 uh, of the guys who jumped, had a vertical of at least 33 and a half, had a broad jump of at least 118 inches of the guys who ran shuttles uh, 4.45 or faster. Um, and then three cones, uh, 7.3 or faster, like 80% of them were faster mm-hmm. than that. But really, like, if you're under 7-1, you are right. truly elite. If you're under 7, you're insane. Under 7-1 is really elite. And three-cone as an individual drill is probably the best predictor of, um, you know, pass rusher success over time. But for those early impact guys, there's a little bit more wiggle room. Um, you know, TJ Watt hit all eight of those boxes um, that I mentioned. Uh, Brian Arakpo, Dan- Daniel Hunter, 
DeMarcus Ware, Justin Houston, Mario Williams, Mark Anderson also hit, you know, all eight of those boxes. So um, in this draft class, it was a little bit harder to figure out because there were some guys who um, didn't do some drills. Um, So that made it a little bit, a a little bit harder. Um, But that being said, there were two guys in this draft class um, that, uh, hold on. Hit all eight. The hit all eight. Yes. So I, I actually will share my screen with you assholes. Good. Um, (laughs) About fucking uh, time. Yeah. (laughs) You didn't have to, man. I'll just bust your stuff. Yeah, you did. I, yeah, I mean, we, we've shared video before on here, Scarp. So it, you know, uh, uh, fine. We, we, we've been big time before, man. <laughs> Let me make sure. I hope this is the right one that I'm sharing. So, Mark, can you uh, <laughs> grant me access? Yeah. Oh, there we are. Yeah. yeah. All right. Look there we go. This. That's what I'm talking about. It's man, if white. you are tuning in week is to it? week on this, and you know we've just entered a whole new fucking realm of technology. High tech. There yeah. we go. There Look at that. Okay. All right. So so these are the guys in this year's draft class. The the ones shaded green are the ones you know that hit the thresholds I mentioned. Um, and then the three cone drills I also kind of sorted colored by uh you know Hodgson. Uh, by mm-hmm. yeah, by, by how fast six, seven, they were. Three. So, what did what did TJ Watt run six seven one? Uh, I think it was uh, TJ was hold on. Um, oh, I I can look him up. Hold on. <laughs> I'm um, sorry. I, no, I I have here. it. I I have it. It's just I gotta find it. Okay. Um, it was it okay. was in that range. Anyway, talk yeah. about this year's yeah. class. At any rate, this this year's class: Dominique Robinson, Miami of Ohio; Jeffrey Gunther from Coastal Carolina. Two guys who are mid to late round prospects that checked all eight of those boxes for early impact wow. pass rushers. So. If you, you know, if the Steelers don't land the guy early, those are the kind of guys I would gamble on. You know, Mm -hmm. we have learned over time it is much better to gamble on athletic guys that weren't highly productive in college. Especially if they're young. Yes, especially if they're young versus guys who were highly productive but weren't super athletic like Jarvis Jones. So, you know, it's if you're gambling on guys, these guys at the top of the list and, you know, Aiden Hutchinson just barely like by one inch missed the broad jump on, you know, the threshold. So, I mean, he's, he's right there. Trayvon Walker didn't do the bench. Kayvon Thibodeau didn't do a vertical jump, but they all, they all checked all those boxes. Um, You know, the rest of those guys that I mentioned, um, you know, the other two to kind of keep an eye on D'Angelo Malone from Western Kentucky. The only thing he was short on was weight. Um, And I mean, you can bulk up, but uh, weight's, Weight's a little bit more concerning to me than if they were like less on the broad jump or vertical mm-hmm. or something like that, you know, because because weight comes into play a lot more. Um, and uh, Sam Williams from Mississippi, who the Steelers sent a lot of guys to the Ole Miss Pro Day to look at Matt Corral, so they he did. was there too. Um, and then you know a couple guys who probably might not get drafted as you know priority undrafted free agents: Luigi Volan from Wake Forest and. Uh, Kingsley Jonathan from Syracuse, a couple other guys, just to kind of keep an eye on, you know, in, in under, as undrafted free agents. Um, Nick Benito from Oklahoma, Cameron Thomas from San Diego State. Like, all, any of those guys are, are good gambles in this draft, much better than, uh, you know, some of the some mm-hmm. of the other guys further down. The one Coastal other guy Carolina. who – Yeah, the, shit. The, the one other guy who intrigues me a bit 
Um, oh, I, I should also mention here as I kind of scroll through my spreadsheet is that the guys shaded in blue could also be inside linebackers. The guys shaded in yellow could also be uh, you know Interior. defensive ends or defensive yeah, or like five techs, five tech type guys. Yeah, I know we had some debate on Trayvon Walker. Whether I think he could be a five tech. tech. I really do. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But he, yeah, his measurables don't say that. And and watching him play, he doesn't play with a lot of knee bend. He's obvious. His upper body's obviously very strong. That's why right. I don't. I I think he didn't bench because he was like. Why? I mean, it, it, he probably didn't have a great bench. It's probably like in a range of, you know, 1920 or something along mm-hmm. those lines, which isn't a great bench. And he obviously plays strong. So there's not a whole lot to prove with the bench. So he's like, good. I'm just not doing it. It's I, I got nothing to gain by doing it. I'm just going to lose. Points. Mm-hmm. So yeah. The hell with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Walker, though, I think the way he sets the edge is pretty fucking impressive i i think he could he could play especially i want i want to call it a one tech but it's not really that he'd play on the five mm-hmm. but he'd he'd play Shade. one gap yeah okay yeah he'd play one gap and if if his read tells him to rush he rushes if it tells him to set he sets you know if it tells him to go down the, the go down the line he does that and he's quick enough to do so i think he'd be stellar he he might be another like a jj watt type if he played five that's me though five tech mm-hmm. i think would be great but i don't think they're gonna do that they're gonna put him at edge because edge is a premier position yeah well yeah. especially yeah. if a four three team takes him they can anchor him on the edge and he'll be mm-hmm. fine mm-hmm. Um, the the one mm-hmm. other guy i wanted to mention um was maji sanders from uh cincinnati and because at the combine he weighed in at 228 which sounds insanely light for an right. edge rusher but he was up to 247 by his pro day. So he put on 19 pounds wow. between the combine and his pro day. What, what which, these guys do is before weigh-ins, they drink a shit ton of water to try and be as heavy as they possibly yeah. can. Yeah. Ryan Shazier weighed it at 237. Yeah. He played at 225. Yeah. For That's example. True. Yeah. It's a good, but good call. The, the, reason I, the reason I mentioned Sanders, though, is at the senior bowl – when they talked to the offensive tackles and asked them who was the hardest guy to block, they all said Sanders was. So, you know, just just throwing that out there sure. as well. So sure. that's my quick summary on the edge rushers. I'll let you. There, guys talk there have been guys that have played out on the outside that that you know weighed two thirty and, and under mm-hmm. and, and been successful. Um, who was the guy who played forever for Miami? Uh, Jason. Um, Jason Taylor. Taylor. Jason Taylor. Yeah. 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 He played at 225, and the guy was like close to 6'5. Yeah. He was a stick. I mean, and, and a good one. I mean, but yeah, I mean, he yeah. obviously he wasn't carrying a lot of body fat, and right. he was strong enough, more than that, agile enough, mm-hmm. had long enough arms to keep those guys off him, and he was successful. So, uh, Ryan, let me bring in here. Uh, the Steelers almost always bring it, get a depth guy on the edge. I mean, Based on the, I don't want to call it limited, but let's let's just I guess use that term limited number of picks they have. Do you think they go there? Yeah, I I don't necessarily think they they go there at twenty unless right you know, something crazy happens. Um, but you know I was looking at Ian's spreadsheet, <laughs> squinting. Um, but I'm gonna go full screen. But man. the two, full but screen. the two, but no, but the two guys I I had on my watch list, D'Angelo Malone, which is 
He's from Western Kentucky. He's a playmaker, um, former Conference USA Player of the Year. Um, immediate, and that's the other thing too. Is you got to play on. You got to be able to play on teams. I could see him playing on yep. teams. Um, and then the other, the other guy I had my eye on, uh, Isaiah Thomas uh, from Oklahoma, um, who. Little known fact, he also did not shake Michael Jordan's hand in the uh, playoffs. <laughs> really? Them in the playoffs. You know, what a dick. Then, yeah. I cannot believe that. And was not selected to the 92 Dream Team because of that transgression. Um, but no, so Isaiah Thomas from Oklahoma, um, he's long and rangy. They've compared him to to Josh Sweat. Um, and I, you know, I got no problems with that. I could see them going for depth, you know, maybe. Yeah. Se- you know, second, third day, fourth, fifth round, something like that. Um, but I don't see them going there at 20. I just don't. No, no, no. I, I don't either. I, I mean, like you said, if, nah, if first round, and it would have yeah. to be a, it would have to be a, a deal where they stuck, they stayed put, and the first round just fell all kinds went, of wonky. Yeah. And they went, well, yeah. Uh, we need a guy here, or we're going to need a guy here. I guess we could take him now and then kind of change things later. But, yeah, I don't see right. the first round either. On the other hand, like David Ajabo, if he's available at 52, I mean, yeah. how do you not take that? Yeah, yeah. and, and Ajabo, uh, super athletic, and, and, of course, he blew out an Achilles on his pro day. Um, by all, Yeah, by all accounts, uh, surgery went well. He's doing well. No reason he can't be ready. Uh, what, what are they saying by uh, uh, midseason? I think midseason. I, I, I think. Yeah. You know, and 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 again, a lot of people look at that and they say, "Well, geez, you're wasting the pick." Well, not really, because no, if this not. guy turns out to be a player for you yeah. for four or five years, then it's a great pick. So you know, and and look, I know we've got obviously TJ, we've got Alex Highsmith, but but man. Anytime you can get an athlete like that, I, I don't, I don't know how you pass it off. You, you also never, I mean, and I, uh, pre, please God, don't let it happen. But you never know when somebody gets hurt. No, you know, I, and, I tend and, to believe that that Alex Highsmith is likely to only be in Pittsburgh for two more years because he's going to want to get paid, yeah. and there's a certain amount of money set aside for T, yeah, for not for TJ, but for that position. As a whole, yeah, and and yeah, TJ's point, yeah. eating, yeah, TJ's eating majority <laughs> yeah. of up by himself. TJ, so well, and you, you look at what Minka's going to end up getting. I mean, right, he's right. I mean, you, be, you, yeah, you I, got you got to it. You got Hayward. You got TJ. You got Minka, and you know, and now you've got uh, uh, Miles Jack, who's also getting a, a pretty nice chunk of change. Yep, they're not going to pay another edge rusher. I don't think. I mean, they if they can get him. On the cheapish, then he'll stick around. But I got a feeling he's not. I, my feeling is that he's going to get a lot more than that on the open market. Is this a big year for him anyway? I mean, does he need to take that step? I think yeah. he will. I, I, he, he I, I anticipate better. he will too. He got better last year. Right. And he seemed to get better as the season went along. It's in particular, his get off. His immediate, yeah. you know, his yeah. get off on the snap, you know, and he was, I, it was like he was studying TJ and watching what he was doing and seeing how right. successful he was as a result. I also think he was more prepared for the tackles moves. So he was less tentative when the ball was snapped. Mm-hmm. He wasn't trying to mm-hmm. anticipate what the tackle was doing. He was just reacting to it. And he just seemed to get better as the season went along. I think yeah. this year is going to be 
a pretty good year for him. He's going to have a lot of one-on-one opportunities. And then next year, you know, he's going to look for either a big extension yep. or he's going to say, Hey, uh, you know, enjoy your comp pick in <laughs> 2025. Cause right. I'm That's not going to be, be just a reminder. One this other... is the SCB Steelers podcast presented by deck roofing of South Florida deck serves Broward in the Southern Palm beach counties, whether it's commercial industrial residential multifamily or condos contact deck roofing today by visiting deckroofing.com. Ian, you had a final multifamily. Point? Yeah. I, I said <laughs> multifamily. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I had one other note on um, David Ajabo from Michigan. Um, yeah. You know, th- this is also a guy who is incredibly raw. He didn't start playing football until his junior year of high school. He yep. was born in Nigeria, moved to Scotland, spent most of his time there Scotland. growing up. And Scotland. Then, yeah, came came to the U.S. in high school. Redshirt sophomore. Redshirt sophomore, started playing football as a junior in, in high school. Got a bunch of offers pretty much on his athleticism. And then last year alone, granted, he was playing opposite of Aiden Hutchinson, who was drawing a lot of attention. But he had 12 tackles for loss and 11 sacks. Like, you don't don't do that if you're not a special And he's 22. And he's he's uh, young. Yeah. I mean, I absolutely take a flyer on that guy in the second round. You know, assuming the medicals would check out. There are people around these parts that think he will end up being a better pro than Hutchinson. Uh, Let's put it that way. I'm not saying I agree with him. I don't know. I think just based on the projection. Hutchinson has more more raw physical talent. So the question is just, you know, how how good are they both at applying right. that? You know, right. you know, and of course, as we all know, where you are drafted, the team that you're drafted with, means the fit, once uh, you're drafted. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, the, these things are all part of the, the thing. Um, let's slide over to uh, quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. Corners. Um, yeah. We'll finish with safeties because safety is obviously a big position of need. And I think there's a lot of no, discussion there. Really? Well, according to the latest, yes. Um, Wait, didn't you have something in your in your mock draft about a safety? I, did I? I? I'm, I didn't read it. I'm just kidding. I, I don't know. <laughs> I will have my final mock draft coming out early next week, by the way. And I know everybody's going to be dialed See, up. See, Ryan, Ben's just a dick to everybody. Yeah, it's not I, just you, Ryan. It's, I, I thank you. A, he's, I can he, tell. He, we just need to get him a T-shirt that says dick. I mean, you know, just, whatever. Nothing else. You know yeah. who's a dick? Ian. He once said <laughs> that uh, that Steelers fans sometimes are assholes and that Ravens fans are not always Jagoffs, which we all know is total bullshit. <laughs> oh. Well, yeah, I'm not touching that one. Uh, I, I said, I think I said I've said. met. <laughs> I think I said I've met two Ravens fans on Twitter that weren't complete assholes. I it's think he nice. said, yeah. I think he said, and I am quoting, you know, <laughs> not all Ravens fans are, are Jagoffs. And some Steelers fans are total assholes. And I was like, what the what? No, it's true. <laughs> Steelers fans are always well informed and completely objective. Yeah, sad. we all know this. Perfect. I'm not sure which of those two things is the bigger um <laughs> 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 <Not> sure, <yeah. laughs> anyway. 
Uh, you know, cornerback. There is talk that if the right one fell to 20, the Steelers would jump him. I mean, you've got Derek Stingley. You've got Sauce Gardner. Uh, there's the McDuffie kid out of Washington. You got Booth at Clemson. I tend to believe uh, they would not go in that direction, but you never know. Uh, Ryan, possibility at 20 of a cornerback? Uh, um, yeah, I mean, but the, the, the problem the problem is the Steelers do not have the, the best track record with drafting and developing cornerbacks in the, fir- in the first round. But, you know, I – yeah – <laughs> they got they got pretty good coaching right now as far as DBs go. Much better than it had been. That's yeah, right. and, and I would say that you know I would say that you know if this is just me, but I you know Derek Stingley Jr. is sort of like Malik Willis to me, boomer bust. Um, yeah, a little bit, you know. And I'm not. I'm you know maybe I think Stingley's probably better equipped, but. Um, you know, they were at the LSU Pro Day. I could see if Stingley would fall to 20, I, I don't know if they would necessarily pass on him. Um, but if he wasn't available, I, and I'm going to, this is, I've been on this guy, but, 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 by, but, uh, Kair Elam from Florida, uh, NFL pedigree, his family's in the league, patient, um, comparisons to Jalen Johnson. I don't know if they maybe, maybe, maybe swing for defenses. Uh, at twenty with him, um, were they at the Florida Pro Day? No, uh, I yeah, don't think they were. Yeah, you know, and and I I understand that you know I I do understand that you know they usually take guys they go to their pro day or yeah. whatever, but I don't know. I he I just like him. You know, I hope he does well. But um, if they don't go, I, Kobe Bryant, no relation, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Mamba, um, Kobe Bryant from Cincinnati in the second round comparisons to P.J. Williams, I could see that. And then later, uh, you know, late day two, day three, um, if they do take a pit player, I really hope it's not Kenny Pickett. I hope it's Demory Mathis. <laughs> yeah, that I, dude. That dude so can ball. I, I, yeah. <laughs> Whoever's yeah. listening, I don't give a shit. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I I love I, you know I didn't go to Pitt, but I love Pitt. I, I root for Pitt. But Demory Mathis, he ran a four three nine. Um, he's, he's got strong. long. Yeah, he plays yeah. long. He's he's compact. He's strong, and yes. I know I'm looking at him as a is a is a nickel or dime, some sort of zone combination. Either mm-hmm. way, he also is good against the run, so I could see that. And then yeah. my final one, late third or maybe an undrafted free agent, and I'm only saying this because he went to South Carolina State, and they have a history of taking South <laughs> South Carolina State players, but. Dakobi Durant from South Carolina. He's competitive. He's confident. Um, and I could see them maybe taking maybe taking a pick. Or on a draft. He's a nickel agent. guy. We'll see. Yeah. We'll He's see. a nickel guy. We'll see. Well, th- that's the question I was going to ask is, you know, Ian, are they looking, if they do go corner, is it more likely to be a slot guy, a corner, or excuse me, a nickel type? I mean, you could, you could do either at this point. I mean, right now, 2022 – You've got Witherspoon, you've got Wallace, you've got Cam Sutton. That's mm-hmm. three guys that could play on the outside if you absolutely needed to because injuries happen. You've yep. got Arthur Millette. Like, they're okay. And you can put for... Sutton inside, too. Yeah, you yep. put Sutton inside. They're okay for this year, but that doesn't say much for the long-term James Pierre. future. I mean, 
you know, Witherspoon signed a short-term deal. Cam Sutton's deal was only two years when he signed it, so this will be his second year. Right. So, you know, like, you could pick either one wherever and kind of let the guy come along and see what happens, right? I mean, if if Stingley is there, I think they would absolutely take him. You have to. Um, I, think, I think the only way they take Booth is if, like, three quarterbacks are somehow off the board before they pick if let's if, hope so if will have booth that pick guy it's like will pick it and ritter are all off the board then and just you know there's like not much else on the board i mean they they went to clemson's pro day pretty heavy um i like booth a lot i think he'll be a good player in this league uh-huh. um I think he's best as a man corner instead of a zone corner. Um, I, I think Trent Agreed. McDuffie from Washington is a much better zone corner than man corner. So I don't, uh, McDuffie's a better off corner. I think Booth can press a bit more. Um, I mean, Stingley, if he's healthy, is an athletic stud. Uh, oh, yeah. But I think Stingley and Gardner probably both go in the top 10, maybe top 15. So I don't think we'll have a shot at either of them. I mean, nope. especially after Stingley ran a 4-3-7 in his pro day. Like, mm-hmm. there's no chance we get him mm-hmm. out. Um, so, uh, and, and cornerback is the one position, and I've said it before and I'll say it again, where you're better off signing guys in free agency that have been in the league. It just it seems like the learning curve. Unless you can get a true stud like a Patrick Peterson or a Jalen Ramsey or something like that, like at the top of the draft, unless you get a true stud at the top, the the chances of finding a good successful corner, you're better off getting one in free agency just because of of how good NFL receivers are. I mean, you kind of just have to be around the league a little while to learn the game and, and all that, um, you know, and it's, you get guys like Steven Nelson, who was, he was what, a third round pick coming out. And then, you know, mm-hmm. played really well for us for the couple of years he was here. Um, and then, you know, you're all in all find guys who can play in the league, let right. them develop elsewhere. Usually I'm a draft and develop guy, but cornerback is the one Not position across the board <laughs> where you're just better off signing free agents. Right. It's just yeah. true. Yeah, I did the the one guy that I keep seeing uh, as a potential uh, late day two, early day three is the kid from Nebraska, Camp Taylor Britt. Um, I, they had seen, somebody there watching them. I don't remember who it was. But. Yeah, I've seen Roger McCreary's name from Auburn too. Yes, yes. And I don't know. Actually, the other guy I'll mention is I Kyler. Camp Gordon Taylor Britt from, was a day two guy. Yeah, let's. Well, yeah, I, I think second, he's second, third. third. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Kyler Gordon from Washington, I don't think the Steelers would take him, but I think he could sneak into the tail end of the first round. Most people have said really? he's a second-round pick, but I I wouldn't be shocked if he snuck. I, there's always a couple guys like at that, you know, 28 to 32 that you're like, yeah. that guy's a first-rounder. Right, um, right. But, you know, like Brandon Bean, Buffalo's general manager, said they have nine first-round grades this year. Like, looking through this draft class, nine? It's not a, that's what he said today. He's lying. Um, well, at any rate. <laughs> <laughs> he had a, he had a no way. Much, he had a little too much fun yesterday yeah. at 420. So, I'm, I'm just again, oh. somebody, somebody said they had uh, they had a first round grade on uh, our backup quarterback. Yeah, so, that's oh, true. for God's um, sake! So, Don't you uh, ever speak well, about his name. Kevin Colbert again? <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm just saying that you know there's always guys that sneak into the first round, and you know all it yes. takes is one, right? One team's like, oh, we need a cornerback, and there's. Five it's more the along board. the lines of they're they're probably only like usually twenty to twenty 
you know, 18 to 22, let's say true yeah. first round grades in any given draft. Yeah. So there are guys that are taken that, you know, the consensus is this is a second round guy that happens every single year. And it will. And, and the Steelers frequently take one of those guys who's like highly athletic, but he's got mm-hmm. whatever flaw, you know, he doesn't check one box, but the Steelers really no, like that's him. That's a good way to put it. They're, they're taking him late in the, in the, in the first round. So it is what it is. Or teams were a little nuts, right? That too. Oh, yeah. I mean, Cam yeah. and TJ. That was TJ. Was, that was awesome. When yeah. when, the, when Dallas, because I, mean, I was so sure Dallas was going to take him, and when they took Taco instead, I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like Cam, Cam at thirty one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, that was nuts. And then that was a good draft for defensive lineman, though it really yeah. was. Yeah. That was, and I know, I know, I know draft. people people hate Cam Jordan because he talked shit on Ben once, but mm. like that, like Cam he talks Jordan, shit all the time. The guy's yeah. a fucking idiot. Yeah, but you he's know, he, really he was good. talking. He <laughs> was talking shit. Idiot. He was talking shit on Herbert, the quarterback from the Chargers. Yes, you know, if you hit him, you can rattle him, and he starts. You know, he plays. The guy threw four touchdowns on you, dude. Shut the fuck up. Jeez. I wasn't sure if and, you meant, and he was a rookie. I wasn't sure if you there meant were, Herbert or Bobby A. Bear. Bobby A. Bear. No, I mean Herbert. There okay, were there were three first rounders that year named Cameron. That's kind of weird. That is true. Cam Newton, Cam Jordan, and Cam yep. Hayward. Yeah. But uh, actually, to, to Ryan's point though, that was a direct Kevin Colbert quote when they got Hayward. That um, he said we got Cam Hayward because other guys or other teams picked guys that we didn't even have on our board. So, which I think, I think, because that was like the year that all that shit went down at Baylor. I think that was yeah. a reference to like Cleveland taking Phil Taylor, the defensive tackle from oh, Baylor. Yeah. And uh, God about that. A Man. couple other guys. Like Philly, true. Philly took that guard, Danny Watkins, who was also from Baylor, who was like yeah. 26 years old. Um, that, yeah. So I, I think some of those were the Sorry. guys that like, Colbert mm-hmm. was referencing mm-hmm. without actually saying names. He would never do that, but yeah. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, Cam was a great first round pick. A first round pick should be a foundational type player. A Absolutely. guy yeah. you get a decade out of. Mm-hmm. And Cam was a great first round pick. I mm-hmm. think, I don't know that he's a hall of famer, but he's, you know, he's borderline. Yeah. Um, I, like, people need guy to you. I was gonna say like Lawrence Timmons, right? You got yeah, a decade a great first out of round him. Pick. He, he was. was a great first round pick. Yeah. You, got yeah, a dec- you got a decade out of that guy. That's that's yeah. a great first round yep. pick, in my yeah. opinion. Yep. Chris you Collins, know. Chris Collinsworth, saying that shit on Sunday Night Football. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna see him again one day. It's like, dude, shut up <laughs> for Christ's sake! Like, you do realize how many, how many, like, how many Steelers fans' antennas went up when, like. Like everybody that hates Collinsworth, but they heard Cameron Hayward's a Hall of Famer, they're like, like yeah, right. What? Oh yeah, it's like, dude, I really do love your impression of, of that douchebag. Here's guy. a guy. I do too. Here's, yeah, a, here's guy. a guy. Here's a guy drinking two guys in one saw. <laughs> but, but no, no, I mean, like, to your point, like Cam is a great player. Like he, he he'll is? be he'll be in the Steelers Ring of Honor. But like, oh, easy. like we need it. We need a chill. We, two things. This is a tangent, but we needed to chill when we talk about goat, and we yep. needed to chill when we yep. talk about Hall of Fame. Yep. Because to me, the Hall of Fame, every one of them has become the Hall of Great, and and I have a problem with that because eventually, 
if and and if you wait around long enough and you bitch long enough, you'll get in. And I I don't I don't like that. I just don't do it. I I'm not a fan of it. And and I and Hines I understand never getting in. Hines is well, never never getting so, in. If there was a hall of very good, Hines Ward would get in for sure. And, and he's a great great stealer, great leader. Made so many contributions to this team. I really appreciate his all of his time with it there, but he's he was never seen as the best of what he did. And I say aside I, from blocking, no, and and I say that like because Dick LeBeau benefited from that as did Donnie Shell. I don't know. Dick LeBeau was pretty goddamn good. I he, okay, he held the so, record for interceptions for a long. Oh time. yes, he was. I think he was when he retired. Was he number one? Mm. Or was yeah. he was number I one? For like, I thought like two decades. I thought Night Train Lane was one, or Paul Krause was still one when he retired. Okay, whatever. But but he was top five for like a long ass time. Long time. So like guys like Donnie Shell get in because of the the rule that I just said, and then it's like this is no disrespect to Donnie Shell, but maybe he doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Like I'd put, I'd probably put LC ahead of Donnie Shell. Right, but it was yeah. You had to split hairs to figure out which one of them contributed more yeah i got it, you I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an ass whatever no you're not you're not it's just that was honestly that was difficult i think yeah. honestly when it came down to picking which one of those two got in that year they went with a guy who was alive yeah i, yeah, I agree a, i agree by, that was by the way ryan i'm sure you did but did you ever meet lc greenwood i actually never got to meet lc it actually he <laughs> I did quick tangent. Yeah. Go ahead. I got a real good tangent. Go I, ahead. I would say I I met him once. He the dude had the biggest hands of anyone I have ever met. I shook his it. hand. Like I'm six foot three. <laughs> my hands are not small. I felt like a child. Like when he shook me, I was like, I can't see my like, his hands yep. were so friggin' big. Yep. Like uh, I met him on a insane. golf course, and I had exactly the same impression. I was like, yeah, holy shit. That, what the golf club must feel like a little twig in his wow. <laughs> the quick tangent is that he passed away when we played in London. Oh, and, that's right. And the mm-hmm. phones didn't work. So, like, the Roonies were trying to call us and vice versa, and the phones weren't working. And, like, we're literally trying to, like, put out a statement, like, Elsie Greenwood passed away. Like we're very like sad, whatever. And the phones weren't working. And I remember, I remember, like we all had some choice words for uh, the AFC representative that was <laughs> that was supposed to be supporting us during the during the uh, London game at Wembley Stadium. <laughs> and the phones weren't working. And one of our uh, one of our elite players of all time. Had just passed. So. British technology for you. That's really what that is. No disrespect, yeah, Ellie, nah. but it was a shit show at Wembley. I'm not gonna lie. All right. Not yeah. the first time there's been a shit show at I'll, Wembley. I'm no, just no. She's a fan of Tottenham. She's seen it plenty. <laughs> it was worse than the time I never saw Def Leppard there because I wasn't born yet. But that's all right, you know. <laughs> Uh, before we move to uh, the safety position, just a reminder, we are part of the Pigskin Podcast Network, and that means we are more than happy to be associated with DraftKings. And right now, the NBA playoffs means next-level basketball. Get in on the first-round action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner 
of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right. And one quick point. I I just wanted to reiterate uh, Scarf's point about taking Damari Mathis. I think that's a fucking great idea in the third round. I really like that player. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, he's he's a little on the short side, but he's got long, long, long arms as corners go. He plays a lot longer than he is tall, and he's he's aggressive enough enough mm-hmm. to be a good nickel guy, and that's what they really need. In my I opinion. agree. Yeah, they got to have a nickel guy. Millet um, is. A nice well, guy, that's okay. but, but yeah, but he's, I, he's, I, a, he's a first and second down nickel corner, right? He's right. not a passing down guy, he's not the guy no. you want out there. He's the guy who's going to get targeted on third. No, I, yeah. I agree. Um, look, we are very well set at free safety, the issue is strong safety. Uh, Terrell Edmonds remains a free agent, I think, for a lot of people. Had he wanted to, he would have signed by now. What did I say? Did I say something wrong? No, no, no. I was just looking at Ian's little note here in the chat. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm an dick, asshole. Ian. You know, dealing with <laughs> you assholes sometimes is like dealing with the kids passing notes in class. Uh, yeah. Now, now, well, now they pass nobody text passes messages. notes. They, they, have, they have phones. Right. I it's just, all phones now. I just mute and go off cam and just pee. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Leave it to the Because it's new, life. The, the, you know, new, I'm older yeah, now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, look, I think we all are in agreement. If Kyle Hamilton was sitting there at 20, you, you run, not walk. That's Christmas. Freaking, it ain't going to happen. It, it, right. Listen, if I don't Kyle Hamilton is either. there at 15, you trade up for him. Right. I, yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, I probably would. Yeah, I would. I mean, he's that dynamic. I, yeah. I think he would be, make just an unbelievable combo with Minka. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I think he's a great player. I, I'll just leave it at that. You know, and, and then you get into this this level where you got kind of late first, early second guys, Dax, Dax, Hill. Dax Hill, Lewis Sign, and and like look, they were at both they were at both of those pro days, uh, Michigan, Georgia. I like Brisker too. I like uh, yeah, I like all yeah, I like Brisker a lot. Yeah, I, 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 him, yeah, I would not be surprised that. if I think even a Nick Cross from Maryland <laughs> enters the conversation a little bit, but um, yeah, maybe. It may be. And I only say that because he's, he's Maryland and, and he seems to like. Fuck. Uh, yeah, 4 3 4. That's pretty damn quick yeah. for safety. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, that's, that's what small, I'm but... looking at. Um, you know, I, I don't, outside of that, where, where do you go here, uh, Ian? You got, any, you got any guys you really like? Um, the, the one other name I'll just mention as a late day three or undrafted free agent guy is Quentin Lake, son of Carnell Lake out of really? UCLA. Okay. I mean, it's still Ryan's thunder. I see the look on his face. No, it's He's okay. Like, it's all right. He's like, I was going to talk about that okay. guy. Call, Call God. God. <laughs> Call God. Um, yeah, no, I, I really like all the guys Ben mentioned, like Dax Hill, Lewis Sign, and Jaquan Brisker. Um, I mean, Brisker, I saw a lot of Penn State games this past year. Dude is a 
playmaker and a thumper. I mean, he can hit, he can run, he can make plays all over the field. Um, Quintessential strong safety. Yeah, yeah. Can if, if, he cover in the slot? He can, he can cover he can a tight end and a running back. Okay. I, I wouldn't. Right. I wouldn't put him on a slot receiver. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, not not like Dax Hill can cover in the slot. I mean, Dax no. Hill can cover really well in the slot. Yeah. Um, but Brisker, I think you could play in a in a cover two or as a you know true strong safety and do really well with. If if Brisker is somehow there in the second round, right. I would absolutely take him. What um, if? What if? And I and yeah. I don't. I don't think he will be, but what if Dax Hill is there at 20? Okay. So here, here's what I'll say. Going back to my prior scenario, right? If three quarterbacks are off the board, just, and I know what you think about the quarterbacks, Ben, I'm thinking like the Steelers that they've spent a whole shitload of time on this quarterback class. Cool. I think if, if the, any of the top three quarterbacks are there, I think they're going to take them where, where the question mark comes in is with Matt Corral. Cause I don't, I don't, I don't no. love Matt Corral personally. No, I, I think it's, it's it's Ritter. I don't it's love Willis, any of these quarterbacks at all. I think those I, are the only I, three I, options I think, at twenty. Yeah. I think so, Malik Willis, all things being equal, last year would have been the sixth quarterback taken off the board, and this yeah. year he's going to be probably a top ten pick because he's a quarterback. I think I think Willis might have gotten taken ahead of Mac Jones, but I just... don't know. I he has more arm strength and he's got yeah. more athletic more athleticism, but. Mac Jones is a safer pick, which is why yeah. Belichick took him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he also fits Belichick's system like a glove. I mean, we're yeah. Cincinnati. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, I if if Dax Hill is there at 20, right. if the three quarterbacks are gone, I mean, they went heavy to Michigan's pro day. Um, I could, mm-hmm. I could definitely see them taking him at 20. Um, he's, he's, he's got some yeah. versatility in, in so much he as he could be the guy they wanted Sean Davis to be where he could play mm-hmm. slot or he could play strong safety or yeah. in a pinch, he could play dime linebacker. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, and, I mean, and let's not forget too. I mean, they like to move Minka around a little bit. Yeah. Dax Hill ran a four three eight. Like right. you could put that guy as a single high, and he could cover sideline to sideline. Right. I mean, you, you know that that gives you a lot more ability to move Minka up, put Hill right. back, move mm-hmm. Hill up, put Minka. Like right. you could basically that versatility would would really be valuable. I agree yes. with you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I would be totally fine with Dax Hill at twenty. Oh fuck, I'd love it. It would, yeah, people I, I would think be, it's a People would lose their shit because they would be shocked by it because no one's talking about it. But fuck I, people. I, yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, with know, people. I'm I'm on Twitter way too much. Um, but yeah, I'd I'd be totally fine with Dax Hill at 20. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would too. And and I, I think they've invested a lot of time in Lewis Sign as well. Yeah. Uh kid out yeah, of Georgia. Sign, Sign would be great. I just I don't think he'll be there in the second. Yeah. Right. But he's a, he's think, the tweener. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's he's gonna go somewhere between twenty and fifty-two. Right. Yeah. And I don't I don't think he's worth twenty. He's a guy yeah. you if they take him in the first round, they trade back. Mm. Right. Which they've done once, I think, under Colbert. You know. Yeah. Uh, for a guy who was pretty good, what was his name? Hampton. Something. Hampton. He, um, he was a snack uh, of a sort. He yeah. was a snack. Uh, he was pretty good though. Is like decent. He was a decent. Yeah, player. he was he was medium sized yeah. snack. Medium sized snack. And one of the one of the first people that ever told me bet that 
bet that. I didn't know what in, he meant. In response like, to what? Yeah, what's the context? It here? was like it was so it was it was Super Bowl Super Bowl week. We were at the we were in the TCU arena and I was telling him where they needed to go. And and like I was like, Troy, today you're at booth four or whatever. He was like, Thank you. Um, and then, and then, like, your ha- Hamp was either before or after, and I was like, Hamp, you're at booth eight. And he's like, Bet that. And I was like, All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> I was like, All right, I all right, he, cool. I think yeah. he knows what I mean. Um, which segues doesn't segue at all, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I say this, and I re- and I mean this, and and with all my heart, because I've had some beers. How confident? How confident are they that they know Terrell Edmonds is going to come back? Because Not if very. they, if, yeah. they, but here's the thing though. At this point, and we talked about this, whether they should have just picked up his fifth round option, sure, or whatever. Ian's if right. They know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And looking, no, hindsight's twenty twenty. But he Ian's was, right. he was, Ian's right. So at this point. If they think they could get him for cheaper than his fifth year option, which I don't think he'd be, I don't think he'd want to do. And he's probably just going to wait until after the draft or see what happens. So at that point, I would go Dax Hill at 20 um, just to cover your ass because yeah. if he's not coming back, you know, I don't think Kyle Hamilton's going to be there. I think, no, I, you know, no. and. I'd be stunned. You know, I think in- I, I'll be frank, and I, I don't know that he would be right out of the gate, but I think that Dax Hill would be an upgrade to Terrell Edmonds. Yeah, it's not that he's more athletic; he is that athletic. he's he's a better player, and he probably is just he's probably got better instincts. Dax Hill, Dax Hill is more highly touted right now mm-hmm. than Terrell Edmonds was when he. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, oh, for big sure. Big so, but I mean, in terms of athleticism. Edmonds yes. came out yes. and it was just like, okay, this guy's an amazing athlete. We know that, you know, how is he going to do when he learns to play football? Cause basically what he was doing in college was he would just show up on Saturdays and he would just ball out. Yeah. He didn't so, really have to work at his craft. And there are a lot of guys in college like that in high school too. that are just amazing athletes and they fuck yeah. off all week in practice. And they're like, Hey, whatever. Eh, you know, I'll do what I want. And then they show up on game day and they just, they ball out because they're that good and they know it. Yeah, you absolutely know. true. So I got a couple names and I'll, I'll just, but, but Nick Cross from Maryland, I, 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 I feel bad for him already because he's from Maryland and the Steelers last two draft picks from Maryland have not panned out. And there's a Tomlin Maryland connection, uh, but he's actually a pretty good football player. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. know if they'd maybe look at him in the second round. I don't even know if he'd last that long, but, um, and then you got smoke Monday from Auburn. Cause that's Great a cool name. name. Hey, yeah. Cool name. He is a backup. He's a special teamer. Um, Quentin Lake is, is Ian said, and then I got a guy for Baylor. Uh, JT Woods, um, he's got good hands. He had a lot of career picks. He's fast. Um, those are later round guys. But if they think Edmonds is going to come back and they know they, they get him for cheaper than the fifth year, excuse me, option, maybe they don't look so much at twenty. Um, but we'll see. You know, we don't know. You know I, I, yeah, Woods is six two and ran a four three six forty. Holy yes, shit. yeah, 
JT yeah. Woods. Remember yeah. the name. I got my note. Listen, and he's I got only receipts. Twenty-one years old, man. Okay? Please yeah. receipts. <laughs> no, he does. He checks a lot of boxes. Yeah, he does. Um, he's a great athlete. But he's yeah, got a, kind right. of a shitty grade. Um, yeah. Speaking of well, guys, I mean, he really played in a Big Twelve out. defense. I think there's some bias there that just like you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you spend most of your time covering and chasing. I mean, that, that's yeah. you know, and that, those defenses in the Big Twelve. Um, what's the what's the bias we're talking about, Ian? Big Twelve defenses suck. Yeah, they're not good. They're yeah. shit. I mean, they're honestly they're pound for pound. The Big Twelve defenses are worse than the Pac twelve, which for years, wow. really. All right, Washington's Uh-oh. defense is pretty good. Yeah, Stanford's, that's it. Stanford has traditionally been been decent. Used to have good. USC's yeah. got some ballers. Like, I mean, all right, like Arizona, Arizona. State, I'm not asking you to defend the Pac-12. Their defenses are fucking awful. Yeah, I'm, I'm I went saying, to Arizona. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I know. I'm just saying that, like, you know, the 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 Big Twelve and the Pac-12 are are like the Spider-Man pointing memes. You know. <laughs> no man. Wow. I don't think the Big 12 is that bad, but all right. Yes, they are. Are they? they are. All right. Uh, Oklahoma's I mean, defense bad. is usually yeah, decent, Oklahoma, aren't they? Oklahoma State's usually like okay. Yeah, theirs was real good this year. But let's let's just say you don't ever take the under in a Big 12 game, regardless yeah, of right? what the fucking total. <laughs> now you're talking. Now you're they, talking. They play a spread. They scheme everybody open. Yeah. They throw for a shit ton of yards. Ah, yeah. Shit, this over under 72 and a half. Over. <laughs> I, I, I do want to ask one uh, uh, question uh, before we, we head out today, but we didn't cover specialists. Uh, is there any uh, – number one, Boswell's fine. Mark I don't was see. talking about the long snappers. There you go. Long snappers. We drafted one in the sixth round a few years back. Yeah. Why not again? Call it old I, I was thinking more about punters. Oh. Why? They're not going to draft a punter again. Well, no, I man. Colin Holba was the specialist that got drafted. He yeah, was. He was. was. And then he didn't make the team. Yeah. And it, where oh. is he now? Jacksonville? I think so. Yeah. Shit, is he still he, in the league? Is he, he, he still in the league? Yeah. I didn't think he was. He got picked uh, up by Jacksonville. Yeah, prayer for the guy. Yeah. I, I mean, are we just going to are we gonna chalk up PH3's rough year on the fact that, that he had some horrible personal uh, – He had a really bad personal year. I yeah. think the Steelers are probably chalking it up to that. I, think, I, I would think. I would it, think. I, I, I'm not saying I think we'll draft a specialist. I don't even know that we'll we'll sign a, other than a guy just to be a camp leg. Um, but you know, there's there's some decent specialists out there. You never know. Yeah. Here, here's the thing, actually. So I I did some research on this last year. Um, so kickers, you can find kickers as undrafted free agents. You don't draft a kicker. The right. Punters actually that have been drafted have traditionally done better like pro bowl wise than undrafted punters. Um, so, so you are, are actually okay spending a late round pick on a punter. Um, I agree. Harvin's year was, I mean, awful year for the kid, um, yeah. you know, personal life wise. Um, I hope he can bounce back from it. I think they'll give him a shot, but also like specialists are the kind of things where, you can find guys on the street that have been like on the fringes of the league to come in for a week mm-hmm. or two and be fine. I mean, we made a Super Bowl with Mitch uh, Lobwedge Burger, as my dad and I called him. Like Lobwedge. Lob Wedge. 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 Wedge.
Gardaki. Yeah, because yeah. Sepulveda got hurt both years. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, Ron Stark back in yeah. Super Bowl thirty. Yeah, Sepulveda. Um, Jeremy Cattinghouse. The greatest thing about having Sepulveda yeah. back there was he was. Don't the you safety. ever talk about Jeremy Capitas? I'm sorry. <laughs> I loved him. I yeah, was he crazy. was. He was. Sorry. He was sorry. Guy. Yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Sepulveda back there as a safety was awesome because yeah. if oh, if the returner got away and Sepulveda had to tackle him, you knew the hit was going to be cringeworthy. You're going to be, oh, right. here, here it comes. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> fuck. I cannot believe he hit him that hard. The guy's a punter. He was a oh, big man. God. He was. He was. Yeah. No, so, it was like he would leave the guy on the field. They'd bring out a stretcher. Yeah. It was insane. That was the thing I loved about him, and it really yeah. sucked when he didn't end up working out. I know. It wasn't that he didn't work out; he just got hurt too much. Yeah, was, two, two blown ACLs. Yeah, yeah, two blown ACLs, and it just it it just didn't didn't happen. It was yeah. over. Scarps, yeah. We're not drafting a specialist this year, no, but no. you are better off drafting punters than kickers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Scarps, any uh, interesting draft day or draft weekend stories from your time there uh, in the in the bird? Uh, yeah. Were you sober? I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the main the main Ever. thing was the, the, the main thing was uh, I mean I I gained at least five pounds every draft weekend. There the the. <laughs> The food was endless. There was candy. There was just all kinds of junk food. Yeah, uh, we had wings. We had pizza, hoagies. Sounds awful. It was glorious. It was glorious. Um, it was glorious. Um, the the thing was, you always had to be on your toes because sure. you never knew. You never knew if you were going to trade up, and obviously with social media. Right. You got assholes saying random things, you know. I remember. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, I mean, like, like we would literally, we would literally be like, "Hey, you know, so and so said we're traded up," and we'd yell it, and like, you know, Bert, the boss, would walk down the hall, be like, "No, we're good. We're good. That's a lie or whatever." But like, <laughs> but like, like there were there were like you could you could never necessarily walk in the draft room. Although yeah. Kevin Colbert would literally call my phone and be like, it's too tight in here, man. Come down and do an impression to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I'm not even shitting you like to do a Tomlin in front of Tomlin or to do a, a Todd Haley in front of Haley or a Danny Smith in front of Danny Smith. Like you want to talk about Chris rock at the Oscars a couple weeks ago. Um, like, like, I'd be like, dude, are you serious? He's like, get down here. And I get, I mean, like art would be in there. And I'd be like, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? You know? <laughs> I mean, I'd be like, what's up, Kevin? He'd be like, like, give me Danny Smith. I'd be like, I need to get some gum. You know, like, give me like, you know, like, like, you know give me, give me Todd Haley. Uh, what's up there? How you doing there, man? You know, what's up, man? Like, it's not even that great, but like it make people laugh, you know, like shit right. like that. Um, so those are those are the fun draft moments. But like the food was always great. You were always on edge because you never knew if you were trading up. But yeah. Kevin, Kevin just Kevin is just such a good dude and down to earth dude. He would always know how to level the play. You know, he would know how to like bring yeah. the energy back to 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 where like we needed to be. Um, but also too, like I I used to drive 
I was going to say, you had to pick yeah. up the, the draft picks. So a lot of the time, not a lot of time, but so I, I, I had, I drove guys to and from a uh, variety of locations in my first couple years there. Um, so, and then I also drove them back to, to, to the hotel. So my first year I got, I drove Marquise Pouncey back to, to the hotel and then he went on his way. Um, after he got drafted, I drove mm-hmm. Cam Hayward my second year. Um, and then my third year, third year, I also drove the Castro as well. Um, so like, it was just a good time to just Did be he like, say Hey, two words to you. Cause he, no, he so, no, like no. So Pals was like, Hey, what's up, brother? Hey, man, what's up, brother? <laughs> like Pouncey was wild. He's cool. Cam was awesome. Obviously he had the Pittsburgh connection, but the Castro didn't say two words. And like, it's funny. Cause because when back when DeCastro uh, signed his rookie deal, that was like the the last final year where they kind of like held out because the CBA yeah, had changed. Yeah, yeah. So he actually didn't sign until training camp, and after that, every other first round pick signed That's before right. camp. So like I remember like walking to Rudy Hall from Benedict, which is where the press conference was, and and I'm like, hey, you know, Dave, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good, man. And I step, 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 step. Yeah, so do you, you know, I have some talking. Yeah, I'm good, man. Okay, no talking points. Sounds good, Dave. Step, 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 step. So what's going on? Step, 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 step. I'm just like, are you going to fucking say anything? <laughs> like, it was like, it was just, no. And like, and like, literally, like, the later that year, he, 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 you know, he opened up more and was like, yeah, you know, he's like, I just didn't know you. And like, I just didn't feel comfortable. Like, all right. Okay. I get it. Stanford education. No, and yeah. Like he was too smart for me, you know? And then after that, he ended up, and then he ended up winning a chief award. He ended up winning a chief yeah. award. I think it was the year after I left. I texted him. I was like, you fucker. I was like, I was like, don't forget to give me a shout out because you never talked. But Hey, speaking of St. Vincent in my, in my obvious, you know, my, my obvious uh, uh, impact on St. Vincent. I'm just kidding. But they're back at St. Vincent this they year, are. which is great. For St. Vincent, it's great for the Latrobe community. I yes. drank about thirty thousand beers at Sharky's and other yeah. variety of locations, so it is just good for everybody. Maybe involved. we'll get lucky, and there'll be a story about a player driving the wrong way up a lawn again this year. <laughs> Has that happened? Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I, I tweeted it's that. My nose. That exact same thing that you know it's great for the community and Sharkies was one of the first ones to 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 like my tweet and retweet it and um you know so they're they're definitely geared up for people to come back there and, and I'm excited for it. I've not drank as many beers as Ryan has at Sharkies, but I have also been to Sharkies and I can confirm it is a good place to hang out. Hey, they say Jeff Reed buys beers there from what I heard during camp. Oh yeah? That's what I heard. Oh, cool. Louis Lips is there a lot too. Yeah. Yep, everybody's there. It's awesome. Right. Mark listen, Madden's there. You guys if, can hang out. Listen, and no. If, yeah, I, I met yeah. Mikey and Bob from the uh, Kiss FM morning show there. It was great. <laughs> oh, yeah? Listen, yeah. support Sharky's local business. Right on. Say this. Absolutely. Everybody goes to Sharky's. So it's like one of those things like when you're around people all day and it's – 90 degrees out and you're disgusting gross you don't want to see the same people you see all day so you venture out to other areas okay i'm going to shout out to the tin lizzie um 
I don't even know if it's still open. I don't know if everything survived the pandemic, but the Tin Lizzy was a spot to go. Uh, Geo's, which did not survive the pandemic. Uh. Geo's was another good spot. Um, and then a, uh, a variety of other places that young Ryan ventured to when he was single. <laughs> hey, listen. All right. Listen. It happens. No it judging. does. It's beautiful. Nobody's no judging. judging you. Yeah, is that a yangling? Let's talk about you. I think that's talk a about yangling. the viewers. It is a yangling. It, that is a yangling. That's a yangling. It is a yangling. Love and at love it. Hey, that's uh gonna be just about it for us tonight. We've uh successfully navigated our way through the draft uh previews anyway. Next week we uh will we'll hit you up with uh maybe our final thoughts on this, and then of course come to you with uh the draft as it unfolds and you'll get our reactions on what the Steelers do. Hopefully for filming at that time back, but uh, yeah, anyway, make sure you check out the site at steelcityblitz.com and uh, check out the uh, Twitter handle at SCB or SC blitz rather. And the podcast at SCB underscore podcast and all that other good stuff, kids. And for these guys, this is steel dad signing off and Hey, Go Steelers! And hey, Ravens suck.